What's up, my little Deliveroo boy? Um, we're back with the podcast again on Thursday. Um, are, you, are you able to to play guilty in this one, Joe? Play guilty? Yeah, what mate. What about? Well, you, you were going on a little uh, relationship fix uh, getaway, and we should record the podcast on Monday. <laughs> I was free, mate, at 8 a.m. on Monday, ready to go. But you were trying to become Schwarzenegger or something like that, or, I don't know, go to a pool and try and get keep at your 54-minute swim level or something like that. If you I were, look back, if I look back, if I look back at our little conversation, you were saying, I'll let you know in the morning what time. And then I didn't hear anything. And then at 10 a.m. Yeah, that's because you couldn't make like, 8 a.m., mate. No, 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 no. You said, I'll let you know in the morning. I was waiting. It was 10 a.m. I thought I'll send him a message. I said, hey, mate, I'm going to the gym now. Let me know when. And you said, oh, no, I'm already on my way to London. <laughs> yeah, you know what? I was wait. I messaged you the day before to try and sort it out for 8 a.m. And you were like fannying around. And then you were like, I was like, in the end, I was thinking, all right, I'll see you in the morning if I've got time. But I said to you, I've got to leave at 12, mate. At 12 o'clock, I'll be gone. Like... <laughs> This is four twelve because I meet this, my dad. This is just a struggle. I've got of prof- some good news for you though. It's a prof- the struggle of professional I've athletes. Got some good news. Throw in some good news. The dogs, the dogs are on holiday still because they were dropped off. So if we'd recorded on Monday, you might have the dogs ruining it. But they're away. They can't. Pot- they're, they're unable to interrupt it this time for you. Really? What are you drinking, by the way? Mm. Just got a kombucha, mate. What have you got? Got a corona, mate, and I didn't even have to go to South Africa or Wuhan for it this time. <laughs> Been waiting for that, ain't you, for a while? <laughs> Last time you said something like that, you got cancelled, mate. <laughs> Be careful what you wish for. <laughs> um, anyway, um, any highs and lows? I've got, I've got um, one kind of low. So I was. Um, I was uh, away in in London, and we went to this like hotel for a couple of nights. Uh, was actually supposed to be going uh, on a honeymoon, but that didn't happen. So we ended up going for a couple of couple of nights away instead. Um, and I got a massage from this like Thai lady, mm-hmm. um, and I was thinking, oh, like it's probably not going to be that hard. She's like, because you know when you go some places, um, are you there? Yeah, yeah, go on. Fuck your video's just gone, mate, on me. <laughs> Yeah, I've I've hyped the video because now I can see you talking because otherwise mine won't upload. Oh, just go ahead. Oh, right. Um, yeah. So normally when you get when normally when you get a massage from uh, some of them small Thai women, they're not that firm, are they? Mm-hmm. So I was kind of she was like, "How hard do you want it?" And I just said, "Fairly hard, fa- fairly deep." I think I said, <laughs> thinking like not really easy, but not like mega hard. Uh, and oh my god, mate, I was in fucking agony from the word go and i was like to the point where i was like am i gonna look like a wimp if i say something i'll just try and like cope with it cope with it and she got harder and harder she literally was using her elbow from the start and i i i, I literally my eye welled up i had what? a tear in my eye why didn't you say anything and like I had to... hold on a minute let's just ease up for a bit i did in the end i did but i thought oh, i'm just gonna put up with it i just put up with it and i literally got to the point where i was like this is flipping torture like it would be more it would be more fun to be tortured in bloody prison than this and i just said i said you're gonna have to go a bit easier <laughs> like oh god like what a pussy like saying that i was like is it just me hadn't had a massage for ages done two iron mans 
body's probably screwed. This woman is literally beating the crap out of me. Like, I don't know. Like, what have I let myself in for? Um, and then she went a bit easier and then it was a lot better. But, oh, my God, mate, I actually had a tear in my eye. Um, and uh, I thought, well, if you get a massage in the future, you always want to go in probably and say something like medium or something like that, not too deep, mm-hmm. you know, because you can always go harder, can't you? But if you yeah. end up selling them deep and you end up saying, oh, can you ease up a bit? You look like such a fanny, don't you? Don't yeah, you true. But I must say many people who do massages, um, the majority don't have really firm hands. So that's the, the most of the time that's really the problem. But Thai massage, mate. This one didn't have top. It was Thai massage, have, right? Uh, top hands. Yeah, she was in with her elbows, mate, from the start. Boom. Yeah, like it was a Thai massage, right? Bits. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. It's uh Why are they supposed to be tight? why are they supposed to be hard? Yeah, it's like that. It's it's is there in, the, in their culture. Oh, right, mate. well torture is in their culture. If I'd known that with massage. I would have just said go mild, mild, <laughs> easy. Easy. <laughs> Now uh, was it away yeah, then? So London, London. In London, yeah, busy, mate. Bit busy, and uh, yeah, it was all right. I'm like, I actually went down there mainly to uh, see this bike fitter person uh, who was on GCN. Mm-hmm. Um, just go and see him and get and uh, see what my uh, cleats are like and stuff like that. And, you know, it was all about like cycling shoes. A bit so you were own. actually going there right. for some marginal gains. I was going there for some marginal gains. And then we ended up going away for the next two nights. And then because it was just outside London, we came in one day, on the last day, which was today. Because um, they, they were like, you might as well just get the train. And there's a lot more to do. Mm-hmm. But I always find London, it's a bit like overhyped, you know, like it's it's meant everyone says it's really good, it's really good. But it's just got the same shops as everywhere else. Plus a load that are like ridiculously expensive, you know, your top designers, which you're like not really going to get anything from. So unless you're going to blow shit loads of money, it's like, what do you really do there? Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, am I missing something, Tom? Am I missing something? Unless you've got shitloads of money, it's not really any better than anywhere else. Poor, I don't really know, but I, like you're saying, it's, the prices are absolutely ridiculous. The same in Amsterdam, like pay, paying fifteen hundred euros for for rent, and then you need to pay gas, electricity, and all that. So you end up spending two two k two grand a month just on basically shelter you know that is uh is a bit just, <laughs> yeah it is it's just shelter but isn't you, it like like a bed it's the only thing you need so uh yeah yeah it's crazy bro. but you know you do get people in london that are professional beggars you can spot them like the the top spots of i get 500 pounds a day cash in hand mate it's a legitimate business two and a half grand a week for five days work cash free because i doubt they put it through the books Oh, yeah. You know, say they work 50, 50, 50 weeks uh, a year, you know, that's like 125K, mate, for a beggar. Yeah. And you can tell different. them because they have like new coats and stuff like that on. They sit on the side, but the coats and all that are new. You know, they're probably wearing their like Gucci worst mink. coat they've got, but it still looks all right. Yeah. Gucci mink coat on there. And they're <laughs> like, you know, hat out saying hadn't eaten for a week or something like that. And you're like, hmm, something's not all the, doesn't seem all as, uh, you know what you're saying here but yeah you can spot them a mile off i saw some today they're right in the touristy spots apparently it gets very competitive you know mm-hmm. it's like an iron man start line 
if you want the best begging spots, it's like uh, when everyone's lined up at the swim start. You know them swim starts where they're quite narrow. Yeah, yeah. There's yeah. probably way too many pros for the start line. You could probably only fit fifteen across, but there's sixty pros. So it's a bit like a, a bit like seventy point three Dubai, where you have the good spots where you're like up until your knees in the water, and the bad spots where you're like up until <laughs> like your neck in the water. You know, <laughs> straight in, you're at your neck, and everyone else is still running, and you're like, oh fuck, I'm like on the back foot here. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, it's basically like that. So like they're very competitive and uh, the beggars get in fights with each other because you want that best spot. You know, if you're going to be sat there all day, you don't want to be doing it for peanuts. You want the 500 quid, don't you, in a mm-hmm. day? Mm-hmm. You know, you want the you want the uh, Londoners that are going to give you 20 quid a time. So that it's, it's full of fights, mate. They fight for it, you know. It's mm-hmm. uh very competitive industry, you know. More competitive than pro triathlon. I've got a um I've got a good low, mate, and I'm curious what you think about this. So, um, What's that? you are a man, a man of your moisturizers, skincare products, and uh, looking looking good, right? <laughs> well, trying. You're trying. So, um, last week I was with a gal, and we went to a um, to like a a, a a store where they've got perfume and all that, you know, and moisturizers, that kind of stuff. And they had all right, yeah. And they had this table with um, with like a tester. There was like this. A product called a self tan lotion. Self tan lotion, mate. I've never heard of anything like it. But uh, never heard of it. It's like moisturizer, isn't it? That will give you a bit of color on your skin. No, nah, it's 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 worse, mate, because it stays on for like a week. Worse. Um. Oh right, fucking hell. So it's proper tan and stuff. It's proper tan and stuff. So anyway, um, she was like, ten drops is like flipping grim and one drop is like very mild so i said all right let's go in with two drops you know just just play it safe a little bit you're not going to be the mozzarella anymore with stuff like that Mate, exactly so i thought you're going to be like you're prepping. going to be grilled halloumi soon <laughs> i was i thought a little little south african prep before i had there so anyway um two drops applied the whole stuff next morning mate i woke up with flipping yellow spots on my face i was thinking like and i was like I wouldn't say orange, but it was going towards it. So I, I, I was flipping scared. Went to the bathroom, got like a, a glove with with a scrub, scrub my face like a like a mor- moron. Then um, I thought, all right, I think it looks all right again. Went out on the streets. I saw my my uh, my aunt, <clears throat> and she was like, "Holy shit, you've got a ten. Where have you been lately?" And I was thinking, oh, you know, <laughs> as an athlete, I'm I'm outside <laughs> running, swimming, cycling, you know. So uh, that's where I got the turn from. Anyway, like literally a shitload of people were saying like, uh, holy shit, where you got that turn from? And my dad was saying like, but over the last week, the sun wasn't even shining. So, Did you actually get that much of a tan from it, mate? It's flipping unbelievable. Now, what 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 would you say? This is this is actually something good for the mozzarella. He'd, he'd have a little bit more self confidence um, about his pale skin, or would you say embrace 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 yourself? I'd say go for it. Tan up, mate. Tan up and get that get a bit of color in you before you go to South Africa. You'd say you know, moisturize that skin. Yeah, make yourself look like a local. Go for it. <laughs> it was flipping funny though. And um, <laughs> high of the week, Joe. I'm uh, getting after it. Back in the grind. Winners train, losers complain. Have you got any any other cheeky slogans? Why any other um, ones? 
That's the main one. That is you've got E-train, there. E-train, go hard or go home. That's a bit of a E-train, standard sleep, one, isn't it? Repeat. Eat, train. Eat, sleep, doesn't, repeat. Doesn't, they're, they're all cheesy, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Back and yeah, mate. All that kind of stuff. I um, my high of the week, mate, was um, Deliveroo. You know, getting paid to train, mate. Like, How much money did you make can in you the beat end? That? Oh, mate, like sixty quid, didn't I? In an hour, right? Is no, it, not in an hour. You did like twelve, quick. like twelve deliveries in an hour. <laughs> if you were that, if you were doing it, mate, I'm sure you probably could. You know, you you'd be finding the rent in Amsterdam pennies, mate, for you after that. You know, you'd just go and do three hours of delivery, pay for a month's rent. Um, yeah, it was like a good three and a half hours, something like that. I'm gonna, I wouldn't mind taking on some of the other, some other guys. You know, seeing seeing what we can do. Uh, having a little competition, you know, get a few pros mm-hmm. who are interested. Team up with a local delivery rider in your area, and uh, you add up what you can add, what what you both uh, earn, and the winners' team gets to pick uh, the charity, and everyone's money goes towards it. I think that'd be um, pretty fun, don't you? You could even do it with Uber, mate. Where you are, Uber Eats. Well, I don't think in Hengelo, where I live currently, they have got Uber Eats. But when I'm in Amsterdam, I I maybe could. But who who would God, you you'd be killing it in Amsterdam, wouldn't you? Because it's all like designed for sightless. I bet you got loads of like cafes and restaurants in a small area. That would be a great. Now, nah, but you've got a shit load of um, um, traffic lights and all the buildings. So you probably arrive at like an apartment and someone lives on the sixth floor and needs to get down. So that that's going to cost you a lot of time, mate. That's going to screw you. Yeah, that is going to screw you. But some people are cheeky though. They'll just tell them it's outside the apartment block or something like that. Some some delivery drivers do take shortcuts, you know. Mm-hmm. True. Anyway, um, Jody, um, shall we head over to the main subject of the week? Yes, go for it, mate. So this week, um, Ironman announced that they um, that the World Championships will uh, will be different in the uh, the upcoming year. So as of twenty twenty three, meaning. The women's race will take place in Kona in October and the men's race will take place in September on a different destination. Rumors have said it will be pro- it will probably be Nice, but let's just say it's going to be a different location. And um, Joe, we're going to share a little bit of our thoughts, thoughts about it. Well, I think personally, if you're um, between 25 and 40 and you're a single age grouper, you're probably going to be devastated, aren't you? Absolutely. You know what I mean? Even as a pro, like that's going to be a ma- Joe? yeah massive. Also life. as a pro, yeah massive. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> also as a pro, you're devastated, aren't you? You were going to go out there for triathlon mockery next year, and now you found out that there's uh, you're just going to be filming men, men, and more men. Like <laughs> niece is going to be filled well, actually, with cocks. Yeah. <laughs> 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 now what yeah, what are the be, yeah. um now what are the upsides of it like you've been because you, are you we've been saying this on the podcast uh, like a while ago that the whole race should maybe move locations um we even said nice well yeah we actually did say nice uh maybe they listened to the podcast but i actually think personally ago. the actual moving the actual destination of it is for me per- even if it's just from a selfish point of view perfect because i hate the heat in kona it kills me I think the course, to be honest, is totally uninspiring. Like, if you haven't been, you're literally riding down a motorway. Um, it's a terrible course, isn't it? I mean, training is dangerous. Loads mm-hmm. of people get knocked off their bikes, have, like, head-ons with cars. I mean, it is a dangerous road to ride on, isn't it? You know, you wouldn't Definitely. ride on that if you were in Europe, would you? You know, it's no. shit. Um, the heat's horrible. Um, 
it's just a rubbish course to be honest if it wasn't for what people call the history of triathlon it would be if it was a course in america or europe you would say it was naff wouldn't you know mainland europe just or even if it's just there at any time of the year you'd call it a, a naff course wouldn't you mm-hmm. um nice i think will get a much better um atmosphere um and i mean we both did the bike course if it is the same bike course there's not going to be much drafting on that course is there you know that is a really honest course and i think that will definitely get the best person on the day you know there's not going to be any excuses afterwards like motorbikes helped someone motorbikes didn't packs were drafting you know that is going to bring out the the best all-round athlete you know swim in the sea probably going to be a non-wetsuit swim isn't it mm-hmm. i would have thought start of september don't you definitely, reckon unless yeah. there's jellyfish what they said for the iron man um yeah i think it's great i mean the, the downside for personally is the fact that they're splitting up the men's and, and females um locations mm-hmm. i think that takes away a bit from it like i think doing what they did in kona you know for instance the race on like two separate days is a good thing um so that's a that's a bit of a downer um but course but uh and also the cost i've booked all my accommodation and flights i think you've done yours now haven't you yeah it cost me 1250 pounds for flights and accommodation i did use miles for my flights but it didn't really matter that much for a week and that's in a really nice apartment right close to the center you know a two-bedroom apartment i think you booked a two-bed apartment as well didn't you I didn't even um, qualify, Joe so, didn't even, or you did qualify yet, but I didn't even qualify yet, but you can always cancel till the end of August. So I thought like, I'll just get an apartment. The cost in Nice for a week is close to what, for, well, for the same place in Kona, it would cost that for one night around race week. So, and I get, a, I see a lot of people complaining about how it's not there and a lot of age groupers were looking forward to going to Kona and stuff like that. But I was saying to Laura, well, if in a way it's kind of a win-win because you could race the Ironman world champs in Nice and you could go for a holiday in Kona at another time. And because you're not going at the same time as the Ironman, it would probably cost about the same time. And you get to do all the touristy cool things in Hawaii if you wanted to, um, for a lot cheaper price than what you'd pay if you went there race week in in Kona, couldn't you? True. But it's not like you want to go there because you want to go on a holiday. Um, you want to go there for the history of triathlon because you're like such a massive fan. There are age groupers that have tried for 20 years to qualify for Kona and now it's being moved to like, for example, maybe Nice. Um, but Nice used to be the world champs, mate, at one point. Nice was a world championship triathlon event. Apparently it was a proper classic. So there is a lot of history around it with it being in Nice. But for the majority, it is Kona. Uh, and I do get that the whole... Um, like I'm going to Hawaii for the world championships sounds way sexier than I'm going to Nice for uh, the world. But does it sound sexier for an American to say they're going to Nice? You know, for us, Nice is just Europe. Mm -hmm. But if you're in like America or Australia, you know, or, you know, somewhere is Nice a much more sexier place because, you know, Kona is just Hawaii for them. If you're in the, in California, you know, or the West Coast, you know, it's literally just a short flight away. I mean, loads of them probably go there for holidays anyway. Mm-hmm. So is Nice for them a lot sexier? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like Monaco on your doorstep, you know, mm-hmm. like what place do you prefer then? Like well, what place would you say if, you would think would be better? If both places were, uh, if Kona wasn't so expensive, um, I would say Kona because of the whole, like 
the island is pretty special. You go there, you can, I, I don't know if you've traveled over the whole island one time, like you've seen all the different uh, climates that they've got there. It's got something very special there. You could you could see manta rays, you could see dolphins, uh, turtles, black sand beach, volcanoes, rainforests, like literally everything is on the island. Um, and the history of Triathlon is there. But um, I think the problem is Ironman uh, couldn't host their world championships during COVID. So they had, while they whilst they were handing out slots, they ended up having to put 5,000 athletes or something like that up, um, which was a bit of a problem in Kona this year. People were like divided all over the island. And now, of course, they could see in a big paycheck coming in because there were so many athletes competing in Kona. And of course, they don't want to downgrade anymore uh, from the athletes saying, all right, we'll go back from 5,000 to 1500 or 1200 so we don't have the accommodation problem and all that no in, i think um instead they're thinking well why don't we just move it around so we can have like a double paycheck yeah and probably um because nice isn't confirmed yet they're probably looking at other destinations and seeing whether or not the councils will pay them money to have a world championships there and looking at that as another way of getting some money mm-hmm. you know Look, Charge what, locations. What else month. is going to be a problem is um, marketing-wise. How are you, how are you going to make two world championships as attractive? Like, because in September there will be a big hype around the men's race. Then um, it's hard to get another hype around the females race in October, and also the other way around. If there's a females race in September, then the males race in October. Or also for sponsors, are they going to go to two world championships? Are they always going to go to Kona? Where are they going? What about this for a curveball then? What about if the PTO, because we know the dates when these world champions will be, um, the women's race second Saturday in October, the men's race I think they said was the 10th of September. Um, so what would happen if the PTO make a million dollar race, one on the 10th, one on the 13th, top 40 pros, that says triple the amount, you know, double over double the amount of money, uh, what would be up for grabs in Kona? Um, and there's male and females together on courses, Will the pro will the pros just think, fuck it, I'll just do that. It'll be better, you know. The world champs isn't isn't as special now. It's all convoluted, you know. Women one place, men another place. What is this the PTO I chance think... to kind of take on Iron Man and get the top pros going to their race instead of doing that? Um, well, definitely, especially if the pros that would go to the PTO race also get an appearance fee, which they probably won't get if they're going to Kona or Nice. Yeah, hundred percent. Because in the I end, mean, at the end of the day, you're in the sport. Well, prize to make money a in Nice, and yeah, prize money in Nice and Kona only goes down to fifteenth. Everyone in the PTO race gets money. You finish last place, you get two thousand dollars. You know, mm-hmm. whereas in uh, you know fifteenth, I think in the world champs is a thousand dollars or something or fifteen hundred dollars, and that's they've only just gone down to fifteenth. So you know, you and there's fifty people racing that. I think there's forty five, fifty people racing but- the PTO races, and. Uh, you're you're guaranteed not to lose anything and well, it's just for pros they listen to people you know they have um you know they pick they're going to pick some good courses i think next year but i just think it's really disappointing for the triathlon community that they're going to split up the men and female because triathlon is was such a pioneer in sports with like equal price money um uh, paying down to like the same positions and all that and all of a sudden they're saying like we're going to split male and female which i think is ridiculous and also especially for the age groupers You've got triathlon couples, you've got families, friends, they all come together to like celebrate after the race and, and compete. And what if you like split that all up? 
Why would you do that? Like you're taking everything apart, right? Yeah. I did think that for a triathlon couple, that's a huge thing, isn't it? Like it's going it to right cock it up, isn't it? You know, if you're a, a couple that are both going out there to race. Yeah, I did actually think but also, that, you know, and then you've got a remember, plan. Remember that girl that sent in a a um, a message about the date requirement, like you have to swim under 140 per 100. If she's going to Kona... Oh, yeah, mate. She's way quicker than 140 per 100, mate. Uh, she messaged me. You're going to have a right fucking handful trying to keep on her feet. <laughs> she sent me a, train, a, a screenshot of her, Garmin, of her Garmin Connect, mate. She's hitting 124s, 125s. Like, cough, mate. Well, even 121s, I think, down to. You're going to be on your limit, mate. Um, <laughs> as a 54-minute Ironman swimmer, I might be on my limit, but I think um, I'll hit the requirements. But apart apart from that, you'd, if, you'd hit the requirements, mate. But you might end up you might end up swimming on the feet for a couple of reps. Yeah, I, I wouldn't mind. Um, anyway, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you don't mind anyway, do you? Because you just want to get through the swimming out, so you can get onto the bike, don't you? In as good a condition as you can get. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but what if she goes to Kona with all the females? Who's she gonna swim with for that day? You just need to you just need to get some blokes to identify as females now that want to go there. You know, like you can do that in the, in this day and age. You know, if if you want to be a female, you can be a female I, and go and race there. I quickly want to. Um, I was thinking today, Enrique Iglesias. He's um, he's got a song, and I was listening to the lyrics, Joe, and he was saying, "If you feel like leaving, I'm not gonna beg you to stay." But soon you'll be finding you can run, you can hide, but you can't escape my love. Do you think he wrote that song for 4,000 blokes and knees? Yeah, and he probably wrote, uh, wrote uh, You Can Be My Hero Baby for you uh, <laughs> yeah. when, he, when you told him that you'd swam 54 minutes. <laughs> you know, all these songs. I think an after party is going to be so weird with only like dudes or only like girls. Oh, that is going to be so lame, isn't it? <laughs> that is like going to be like so rubbish isn't it you know yeah. like i mean if yeah. i if there's a proper dancing song like you want to properly shuffle you know one of these um enrique iglesias songs joe what what am i going to do with my emotions if, if the club is full with, with 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 blokes when i did that beer mile in arizona people didn't believe me that you or thought that you were joking about listening to enrique and Celine Dion, like we were talking, they're like, he doesn't really listen to it. It's just for the podcast, isn't it? I'm like, no, he he genuinely does listen to this. And the, people will listen to this, but probably think you're taking Mick. But you you genuinely do like these, don't you? I mean, my, you had some you had some right classics on there as well. There was some good, some like 80s tunes, weren't there? Didn't you have like Love Shack Girl and stuff Dude, like that? It's Love Shack. Everything is in there. Madonna, Material Girl. <laughs> um, we've got ABBA, uh, Enrique Iglesias, Ronna Keaton, Celine Dion. Literally, <laughs> when that... When when I when I put that playlist on, um, the mojo is going. Would Ed make it into there now? Ed sure. With some of his numbers. Yeah, with some of his older stuff, like you know, like nah. the the, the uh, wedding songs that he's got. Not even with perfect. Nah. You know that's quite a bit of a bit of a slow one. Nah, not really, mate. It's only for bangers. Oh. Um, sorry, mate. Like, uh, I, I, by, by the way, I've got, I've got a few, a few, um, I was just, I was scooping around on the internet and I've got a few lines that I uh, want to discuss with you. Cause in case, um, we need to convince, convince Iron Man why, uh, men and women should be competing together. Right. Um, it means that we need to show them that men could learn something from women and women could learn something from men. 
So I've got a few statements. Um, I'm curious to see what you think, how you can Go on say in. this to Iron Man. So one thing that uh, men could learn from women is to be uh, more in touch with their emotions as women have more emotional strength. Oh. You know, some blokes like myself uh, are very in touch with their emotions. You know, like <laughs> we always... We- <laughs> Are you we, very? We, we, uh, are we you live very, with our heart on our sleeves, mate. Are you very in touch with your emotions, Joe? Oh, mate, I'm totally in touch. You know, my heart is always on my sleeve. You know, but people <laughs> say that they say, Joe, you wear your heart on your sleeve. Like you, you know, if you uh, if you go through tough times, you're not afraid to say. You know, I think and, you uh, stuff it all up until you win a race and you cry like a little junkyard dog. <laughs> <laughs> mate, I like if the, the that them Iron Man's mate. They they break. They just break you down. You just can't keep it in. You know, like all right. <laughs> Women could learn from men that every situation doesn't call for a huge emotional turmoil. What do they mean? Um, like men overreact. Are they saying no? The other way around. That women could overreact, and they could learn from men to not always. Oh, women overreact. Yeah, the, the, some of them do. Some of them do. Like you know, like they do. They do jump on things. Do you think some men do or not? Do you, do you have any examples? Um, I don't really have any examples, but I would say um, um, men aren't very likely to be uh, to get very emotional in, into things like. So emotion. who would who would be most pissed and like you know going crazy if you were leading in a big race, maybe like Corona, big PTO race. And you had a big mechanical that was totally un- uh, not your fault. I don't know, your chain snapped or something like that. Something that put who would be most likely to be pissed in that situation? Do you think a female or a male? Um, oh, I think that is very uh, like depending on. <laughs> That's, I think probably a male. I think probably a male. A male probably, like, to be honest, yeah. like, I think they'd lose their shit. Like absolutely lose their shit. So I've got another one. Men are impulsive and impatient. They could learn from women. Where did you be- find this stuff from? Like, whose Instagram were you on to find all this? Like, <laughs> I got. The- what did you Google? Like, no, top I- ten things men and women uh- can learn from each other. <laughs> <laughs> I got this off Jan Fredino's page. He was posting this in between the ads. Oh, yeah, it's in his bio, isn't it? I've seen that as well. Like, he has a link, doesn't he? To top ten things you can men and women can learn from each other. I yeah, uh, I good. I'm glad you brought that up. I forgot all about that. Yeah, I've got, I've got all about it as well. So anyway, if you if you're a male, you want. He's to... even got one on there about like how to change a nappy and stuff like that for those that are going to become uh, you know dad soon and stuff like that as well. Very interesting. Exactly. You know? Well worth a read. <laughs> he digs into all that stuff. Um, helps uh, helps everyone out. Anyway, um, like you get you you, you feel like um um. In order to have an imbalancement in the race, Joe, we um, we all need to be there. Yeah. Pre-race, yeah. post-race, BML. Um, while we're um, on the topic of Jan Fredino, we should probably say thanks to him for offering to uh, give us free food at the cafe uh, next time we're in Girona for a training camp. So thanks, Jan. Very, uh, really appreciate it to you and your wife for... Uh, offering that look a brilliant place isn't it tom like and the fact that we're getting free food from there makes it all the sweeter doesn't it for well not just training a, in Girona. not just the free food mate he, he offered the the upstairs apartment to us as well for free wow yeah you're an absolute gentleman um you let your shit guys if, if if you think that he's an absolute gentleman for doing this to us just send feel free to send him you know uh you appreciate how much you uh think that he was going out of his uh 
out of his way for the triathlon mockery crew, you know, and uh, maybe we could have a meet up there as well, couldn't we, Tom? You know, I'm sure he'd probably throw a party for us. So, uh, yeah, but feel free to send Jan your appreciation. Dude, I'll be I'll be right there uh, for a training camp. Tom will be right there. He'll even bring his gravel bike out, won't he? Almost got the con when we were out in Girona, didn't you? Up Rocker Corba on your road bike, and you never actually managed to get round there to have another crack at it. Can you remember that? You I know. flew up there. Like I was on a gravel bike, and I, I couldn't even ride up the bloody thing. And you I were know. on the road bike. And, um, yeah. That I, was impressive. You were second, weren't you? Second. And if you'd have known that you were that close, you would have given it a bit more, wouldn't you, to get that? That would have been on one of your highlights for the season, probably, I would, wouldn't I would it? Say the, so. I would say so. That, that would be uh, one of the highlights, because uh, there were, like, all mountain bike uh, pros in that top ten, and I was going up it on a, on a road bike, and it was pretty rough, wasn't it, going up there? Oh God! I mean, I I struggled to get up there on a gravel bike. I actually had to stop a few times. Like I I couldn't believe that you managed to get up there on a road bike on road tires. I was really surprised. Um, one thing I I think when you go away because you're on a, uh, going away on a training camp soon, aren't you? Was it five days? I saw today something like that, and uh, then you're uh, off. Yeah. Um, I, I want to see you get a com out in Stellenbosch. That's where you're going, aren't you? You're going to be sunning it up in South Africa. Um, I don't think like, my my bike just, form currently is far 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 from uh, from fit. Like my bike. But you've got you and Tom, me. you and Tom. You can work together. You can draft each other. You can be sly. You can pick the weather, mate. Forecast. If you've got a thirty mile an hour tailwind, mate, that will make up for them twenty watts you might be down. Working together with Tom, you've got to leave your mark out in Stellenbosch, mate. I want to see a com. I know, I know. A nice one as well. I'm gonna train with Bretley Weiss there for a bit and a ginger beer, man. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh man, you're gonna be so fit when you come back. And I'm gonna be so tanned. You're gonna be a tanned. You're gonna be grilled halloumi, and you're gonna be fit as anything. Not just because of the sun, but because of the self tan lotion. Anyway, Joe. Yeah. I've got a. Um, do we first want to? Let's start off with the bullshit busher. You've got a bullshit busher, right? Me. You had a. You had a bullshit busher. Oh, yes, I did have a bullshit buster. Um. I've actually forgot what the bullshit buster was. I didn't write it down. It was um, a, it was a, a saying of a high, 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 high performance athlete. Oh man, I've totally forgot. If you can remember, can you just say it? Because I, I honestly can't think what it was. Um, it was something like a day spent with a. Oh yes, yes, I know it. So a, a high performing athlete, very high performance. This guy on top of the world stage, he's right up there. You know, he's like podium and he's winning world championships. And he said, a night spent with a woman is a day lost in training. Is that a bullshit buster? Is it true? Is that why he's competing on a high stage? Or has he just never been with a good woman? Uh, <laughs> There's so many potential outcomes to this. There are a lot, a lot, a lot of potential <laughs> outcomes. But I would say, yeah. it's does he just spend too much time by himself and he overthinks certain things? <laughs> we don't know. There's a ho- whole world of scenarios that could be coming from this. You it know? could be, but <laughs> I think that he is undermining the power of the recovery of the night spent with. It could be a male or a woman. Could be anything. Could be anything. Just the, the night spending with someone. <laughs> so you're thinking that he doesn't understand the recovery, like not just. Uh, from uh, a, a, a sexual point of view, but you're saying from like you know just chilling out could be watching Netflix could be, stuff like could that. Could be you anything, know, but like kind of the thing, you know, um, yeah. um, your body produces a lot of like uh, um, how do you call it? Like the the happy hormones that you feel good about yourself. Next day you wake up, you want to crack on with training, getting it done, getting after it, oh. win a strain, lose a complaint. <laughs> yeah, I know them hormones. I can't think what they're called now. Um, oh God, what is it? 
just tried to Google it. You've, put, you've also happy happy hormones. Serotonin, mate. That's that it. is it. That's it. That's it, mate. And also, you've been. Uh, do you still get them, mate? Do you still get them hormones? The happy hormones. Yeah. When 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 you share yeah. night. Yeah. Yeah, when you're having a good time, you always get them. Yeah, so it's basically like saying having a girlfriend is going to um, affect your performance, isn't it? You know, like what, what don't don't you think that's what it's like saying? You know, um, if they're saying a, a night spent um, with a with a girl, yeah, or he's talking from a um, uh, a single perspective, meaning uh, as a single man, women, or whatever, you- because maybe it's given. It's given this person a lot of stress to spend time or or like get after it and and reach out. Maybe maybe do that's you think the whole top thing. women think of it in the same way if they're single that you know like going with a man or like meeting up with men is uh, totally against their performance? You know, do you think they're they're similar to that? Uh, it could be, it could be because to be honest, it's a lot of distraction, Joe. If you need to like go after it, go to a bar, meet someone or date someone. And, and, uh, uh, they could think like, Ooh, I want to go there. And then I don't want to be boring and not drink beer or whatever, or just a Coke, but it's going to be late. And I don't want to. All right. What about then the, uh, online dating, mate, you can streamline it. You can, you can get cut loose all the people that you don't think straight away. Tinder, other ones, plenty of fish. I met my partner on plenty of fish. Look at us now. Married. <laughs> I know, she didn't know what she let herself in for, mate, when she signed up to that. <laughs> I, know, I know, but still, um, when he or she uh, is going on Tinder and it's got a couple of matches, at some point you need to go out and get after it. Well, like, meet up. you're single and ready to mingle now, aren't you? Is it stressful? Yeah. Is it, are you going to be a beast, uh, mate? Because you're not going to be spending any time with the other sex and uh, you're going to be fully focused. Or are you single and ready to mingle? Uh, is Tom swiping left? Is he swiping right? What, what are you doing? Like, give us, give us a bit of a... Tom is not, <laughs> is not swiping at all. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to follow, uh, follow the advice. No, I, you're going to live think, like a monk, uh, aren't you? Th- Living like a monk. No alcohol. <laughs> you're going to be in bed by eight. You're going to be up at five thirty, six o'clock in the morning. I have seen some recent Instagram stories of you out training at six thirty. So I can see the monk life is definitely, uh, coming on. Like, mate, I can promise you this. Tommy won't be a flipping monk. Well, you'll counterbalance uh, each other. You. You'll be trying to live the monk lifestyle. He'll be a bit wild and it will meet somewhere in the middle and you'll probably get like the uh, the best of both worlds, you know? Yeah, I don't know, Joe. I, I wouldn't say it's stressful. I wouldn't say it's stressful, but I, I would say it's bullshit, Buster. This, this bullshit is bullshit. <laughs> like, is it, um, is I it, think the effect of growth, of, is of, it, of what's it called again? The happy hormones? The, ha- the f- serotonin. Exactly, it's underrated. Do you think it is le- more bullshit busted than AG1? It is more bullshit busted than AG1 wow. because I'd say AG1 would have, it tastes flipping rank, but it would have some health benefits, whereas I can't see any health benefits of living like a monk for a couple of years. It would flip and stress me out, mate. Cody, let's go over to the no, uh, Instagram post of the week. Yeah, no, I've, oh, yeah, yeah, go, on. go for it. Um, the Instagram post of the week is um, a legend, number two thousand, start number two thousand twenty-five, and he did. I, I think it's an Ironman on a fat bike, mate. 
that bike looks flipping cool. Like, if you haven't seen this bike, he's, like Tom said, he's on a fat boy bike. His tyres are absolutely huge. I think, would you use them for going over sand, Tom? Like, is that what they're made for? Sand, snow, that kind of thing? Um, yeah, you could go over sand. You could even go over the ocean if you what want to. What do you mean, to, go over I the ocean? These like, uh, deep water, it'll be fine. Because there's so much air in the oh, tyres that you won't yeah, sink. Prob- yeah, probably true, actually. I never thought about that. Um, like... <laughs> this bike is an absolute weapon <laughs> and he's put like tri bars on it so it looks mean as fuck it reminds me of like a monster truck equivalent of a bike basically like if you could get monster truck bikes this is what it would be i could just imagine that just someone gets in the way someone crashes in front of you don't worry you're just gonna go over them and run them into the ground like that bike is not stopping for anything yeah. it's got about a million novels on <laughs> it like if you get potholes on course don't even bother trying to jump them or get out the way from them. just go straight through like literally you aren't going to punch you nothing is going to stop you someone crashes in front of you you are going to uh run them over and this guy looks like the look on his face looked like he means business and he's targeting someone to literally just ride over them i doubt he even bothers to try and ride round people on this bike i think he could even like override uh, motorbikes and, and has that, he even got thing. cycling shoes on looks like he's got a pair of normal shoes with laces or something He's got running shoes on. Oh, yeah. He's got running shoes. He's got bloody yeah, vapor flies, isn't he, on it as well? So he's uh, yeah, carbon plated vapor plated vapor flies on a bike on a fat boy bike with huge bit huge tires. Uh, a look like he's mega but, pissed on his face. Like looks angry. <laughs> well, you 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 gotta you gotta feel some anger if you ride a bike like that. And I don't think he's angry because he had to ride his bike because his triathlon bike maybe got stolen. So this was that's the only what I was gonna say. Left, so I bet his bike got nicked. Or you wouldn't sign up to a triathlon on a fat boy bike, would you? You know, that's it's it's uh, very uh, different, isn't it? You know, it's not it's not the norm, is it? Or Joe, or this athlete is so scarred in the past because every race he did, he punctured, and now he's like. Fuck that. I'm just going on my fat yeah. bike and I can even like, it doesn't matter what I'm facing, but I'm going to crush it and I won't if punch If you use it. gator skins and you normally punch her, this is probably one step up from gator skins. They're only slightly slower than gator skins. So if you want something that you think, oh, I'd like something a little bit more puncher resistant than gator skins, just go for these. Contact our man. What triathlon is it from? Um, I don't know. Probably uh, that one in Phuket. It looks tropical there, doesn't it? Look, you can see the palm trees in the it background. I reckon he's the race Phuket triathlon. That was recently. Jody, that was it for this week, mate. All right. Well, been great catching up with you. Hope you guys liked it. And uh, will the next one be when you're in uh, in South Africa? Are you going to get Tom on the show as well? You two together? Well, yeah, we, we could get uh, Thomas on the show. But also, um, I will be flying on Wednesday. So we could do another podcast on Monday or Tuesday. But it depends on your it's availability. It's not just my availability, mate. It um, takes two to tango. <laughs> two, but sometimes I got to keep that bond, Bondi 10 going. I'll be there. I'll be there. I'll be ready. Can you, can you imagine how hard it's going to be if you're back full training and race season and I'm back fully swiping on Tinder? Because uh, oh, Do you know one interesting thing? While you were in South Africa what? training like a proper athlete, mate, I'm going to the World Cup mm-hmm. in Qatar. I'm going to watch oh, the yeah. quarters and semi-finals, mate. What, what, how did you come up with that? Through your sponsor? Kind of, yeah. A, a connection of one of my sponsors. Um, so we'll be having a catch-up, mate. Apparently I'm staying in some right dodgy boat, which is like parked off uh, Doha. 
Um, got a, got a dodgy yeah, boat cruise ship that's docked in the uh, harbour, mate. I've got to share a room with uh, Laura's uh, dad, who snores apparently like a train. So uh, God knows what that's going to be like, mate. Why would you sleep on a boat? Because uh, the other option, because loads of the accommodation's gone, and uh, another option is uh, it's a cruise ship, mate. It's a cruise ship that's parked up, um, but it's just not cruising anywhere. Uh, or the other option is some tents, mate, that apparently haven't got aircon in, like it's not working properly, and people are just like flipping melting out there. Like, you know, that would cook me and you. So uh, <laughs> I'm sharing a, a cruise ship room, which has got no windows, and uh, with someone that snores a lot. But I have a plan if you're that- with someone that snores a lot. From experience, I used to go away to events with my dad. He snored like a train. It was horrific, but I had to put up with it. And there's a couple of options you can do. One is you can wake the person up. Easy option. They wake up. They're not snoring. You've got a hope that you quickly get to sleep before them. My dad would fall back to sleep almost straight away. He was instantly he was gone, mate. So the other option is, which I learned over time, was you could either throw a sock at him from across the room so you don't have to get up. You don't really want to get out of bed, do you? Or an even better option is you just put more blankets on them. It's a sneaky, very cunning way. You put more blankets <laughs> on them, their body temperature goes up, they start sweating, they get really hot. They wake up, they're so uncomfortable when they wake up, they then can't get to sleep for ages. That's your opportunity. As soon as you quickly fall asleep, their snoring doesn't wake you up. I learned that from experience. So I'm going to be taking some blankets just, in my case. Just proper, <laughs> just properly yeah. overheat them. But that's you why have you're, to overheat them. Maybe that's, that's why you're... you're that's why your dad was an absolute beast in the <laughs> yeah. sauna. Now, you've got to overheat them, mate, because then it makes it uncomfortable. And you know what it's like. If your bed gets really hot at night, you know, in the summer, very hard, isn't it, to get back to sleep again. So if you're sharing a room with someone snoring, yeah. don't even bother trying to wake them up. Just put shitloads of blankets on them. If you haven't got blankets, put a few coats on their, on top of their quilt or something so they get really hot. And they'll be awake for hours yeah. and you'll be gone. You'll be, you'll be seeing the fairies, you know, counting, yeah. counting stars. <laughs> all right that's it for this week um don't forget to uh to rate the show and um yeah like we said the bullshit is busted <laughs> see you bye